0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day. I took two years of French at Auburn. Can't speak a lick of anything, but I can say two words. Johan Traore, let's go. Well, Zach, I I actually just finished crushing
2: some chicken parm, and I I am freaking ready to rock and roll.
0: You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. This will be a FERG Friday in the second and third segments, but first things first, we gotta talk about Johan Triori. And we'll bring in Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five, feeling energized, feeling excited, go. feeling hyped up. Johan Traore, uh, formerly committed to LSU, but he's not anymore because he's committed to the Auburn Tigers. And let's just, let's just start here. Hey, you. Let's just start here, Charlie Five. I mean, the fact... You know, just writing this story, and I pre-wrote the story for Auburn Daily, so you know it was kind of cool to experience this. But this this is a line that I wrote: Treyori picked Auburn over Gonzaga, Texas Tech, and Michigan, and the G League.
2: <laughs> you should have put that in there
1: because <laughs> it's true. He had, a, yo, we he stuck had it to too. him. We yeah. stuck it to the G take League. That. Let's go. Take that, take that, G count. League. Uh, I mean, just incredible. Absolutely incredible. Bruce Pearl and his staff was all over this. They were all over this. As soon as they smelled blood in the water, man, they went after this. And, I mean, just talking about a reload. I mean, this is a guy that has a chance to be a lottery pick. He has that type of upside going into this season. And with another guy with Westry coming in as well. Still going to be a young team for the Tigers, but holy cow, you take it with the amount of upside that they have.
2: Oh, totally, totally. I mean, you get to add a kid who uh, another guy, 6'10", 230. uh, Say it again. Can Can you say that again real quick? 6'10", 230, can play multiple positions. Uh, He could play four. He could play five. Um, He's not going to be that Jabari was at four, but – he is the finisher okay he may not be the shooter but he will be the finisher that that one little weakness that we thought if Jabari could just take it to the hole couldn't really he, he just struggled with that all year turned yeah. it over did, had trouble uh handling the ball it would bounce this out of kid. bounds yeah that that yeah. just it,
1: did, it didn't ever really look right
2: this kid doesn't have those issues this is a this is a big boy basketball player that can score inside the paint, can create his own offense down mm-hmm. low. He can pop out, hit a jump shot, and he can shoot the three. He's not going to be a 40% shooter, but he may be, you know, 32, 33. And that's really – You take uh, that. All you need is that threat in this offense uh, to be to be that way. And couldn't be better. And I I, I think this is going to be the first dominant. This was the first real – actually, mm-hmm. I think – Cambridge probably leaving was the first domino uh, of of everything that's probably going to happen to form this roster.
1: He's going to Arizona State.
2: I Just saw that that was announced. announced, Yeah, Arizona State. That's a really cool, really cool, and good for him. Um, Gets to play with his brother. brother. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool. Play with his brother. But yeah, so Cambridge was really the domino. This was the first like commitment domino, and then uh, a few more things uh, could fall into place, and this could be another special team next year.
1: So. Obviously, I, I don't think the answer to this question is really available or certain yet, Yeah. but where does he start? Does he start at the four or does he start at the five? It's a good question,
2: and I think that's all going to revolve around what does Walker Kessler do. If uh, if Walker Kessler decides uh, to go pro, which uh, I still lean in the camp, but that's probably going to I think he starts at center and, and – to four when, uh, I mean, he could rotate between uh, between the two if Kessler decides to come back and there has been a lot of credible chatter that he could come back next year uh, and and work on a a few things to possibly bolster. I think he was very disappointed in how he shot the three. Uh, I I looked up his stats. He shot 26% uh, from three in conference play, which is not great, but it's not quite as bad as we thought it I thought it was. I think he could no, if you put it next to Devin Cambridge's
1: threes in SUC play. He looks like an all-star.
2: Yeah. 13.9%. Ouch. Gross. I looked that up the other day. That's pretty, that's tough to do. Tough to do. But yeah, get If he it's gets bad. over 30%, he could easily be, uh, you know, considered in the top 15, uh, top 15 range. I just think teams are going to kind of pump the brakes on him until they, until they see it uh, that high. But yeah.
1: I, I just, be- yeah, I'm just not buying that. I, I I don't think that makes sense logically with how what with what we've seen from the NBA draft. I mean, if the NBA thinks that he could come back to Auburn and he's getting that kind of report, well, you know, go back and work on your shot. They just draft so much based off of traits. And if they think that that could be done, then they would just be like, we're just going to draft you and we'll develop you ourselves. Like, and you're going to get developed so much more of, by an NBA team, it just depends, and I've gone on a, several shows and I've said this exact same thing. It just depends on, you know, what, what makes Walker Kessler tick, right? right. Like, d- he may love being in college. He may love specifically Auburn. He may love the energy that, you know, and just kind of the the, the team. Like, there are so many different things that motivate different people. Not everyone right. is in a, a full full sprint to the NBA, whether it be to, you know, compete at the highest level or to get, you know, a crazy amount of money. And I'm not saying that one is better than the other. I just think everybody has different types of motivations. And so it's impossible for any of us to know what that is. And mm-hmm. unless you're Walker Kessler and Charlie five Walker Kessler may not know that may be why it's taken him so long to figure it out. Cause he's trying to like ask himself that question too. It's like, what is important to me? You know, what I think is so my too. next step?
2: I, I think so too. And Walker's a, a different dude in the sense that a lot of things aren't always so binary for him. Like it's not just easily, you know, one or the other. Uh, the UNC commitment is a ge- a great example of yeah. something that just kind of he's sort of like a I just know when I know type of person. And uh, the fact that he hasn't already declared, um, I know, or, or at least I'm, um, I feel like he's at least going to go. He's definitely going to go through the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I mean, I'm telling you, there's some talk that there's a good chance that he could come back. Yeah, um, yeah. and. If that were to happen, holy cow, I feel kind of bad for Jalen Williams um, if that were to happen because I feel like he would possibly be coming off the bench again uh, if he if he were to stay at Auburn. Um, but you know, you got a chance to if you got a chance to have Kessler and Traore at the four and five, holy cow, like that's a that's an unbelievable uh, that's an unbelievable turnaround for from one year to the other. Right.
1: Yeah. And you still need the same things. You know, this still doesn't fix everything. Getting Traore is a big deal, and it's the first step. You said it was the first domino, and so um, more things have to happen. You have to revamp the three. You have to. Yes. You have have to. to. And I think you need different types of roles at the three. I think you need multiple of them. I think you need a shooter, and I think you need a guy that can attack the basket.
2: I do too, exactly. And, and, and if you could get one, and if you could get one that can do both, that's even better.
1: Well, I think and, I think the one that can do both is Westry.
2: Yeah, and then I think there's there's maybe a transfer or two that we're looking at that could possibly do both. Uh, mm-hmm. That you know, I I still think that's going to be the route we're going to go at that position. It's going to be going to be a transfer uh, i think the only thing the the way this whole thing shakes out is if if walk it all kind of depends on what walker does if walker stays i think we probably just add one transfer and that's probably it if walker leaves that i feel like could bring julian philts more into play uh and, and and as well as an adding a shooter so um I'm not really, I'm still not 100% sure. I kind of feel like he's going to go pro, but at least the conversations of him staying are being had. Uh, It is is something that people are talking about. And that's something that was not even remotely talked about halfway through the season until, you know, maybe the last couple of days. Um, Right. It's just been draft, 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 draft.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I I think it's exciting. I think it's definitely exciting. Yes.
2: Um, Yes. First big domino. That that that's huge, though. Glad mm-hmm. we got him in. Kind of postponed, or not postponed, but like every his his the, his announcement kind of went past the time frame that was set, and then everybody's just kind of freaking out. And then, oh, well, of
1: course, yeah,
2: yeah. There's some pranks. Oh, he's going to the G League, and by and it turned out to be early April Fool's jokes. But uh, yeah, he's in the boat, man. That's huge. That's huge. He's, Thanks, Will Wade.
1: Yep. Seriously, what a what a gift. What a gift! Yep. And and Bruce Pearl, seriously, kudos. Uh, they got him. He got him to Auburn, and then uh, Pearl and Wes Flanagan went to go visit him. What I guess out in Arizona, and so that's yeah, just um, immediately they were yeah. all over it. I mean, that is how you handle. That is how you handle I mean, someone else just royally messing that up. I mean, <laughs>
2: what a gift, man! That's how you handle. Honestly, that's kind of how you need to handle anything to do that. To me, this was almost like a portal edition, kind of getting somebody out of the portal. Feels this is way. how you handle that. You can't evaluate, over evaluate this. Now we did recruit him before, so we've done our bat. We've done our, the relationship was there. Him. Yeah, we knew we wanted him, but like you can't hesitate no. in today's age. You when when something happens and there's a slight opening, you have to pounce. You have to be relentless. Bruce is he did it.
1: The best at that, and he got him. He got it done. He got it done. Real quick, Charlie, five, before we jump into Ferg Friday, how can people find you, hear you, support you, love you?
2: Find me on Twitter, the underscore Charlie, underscore five, auburnlive.com message board, the corner. Jump in the Locked On Auburn Discord. Let's let's mix it up. Have some fun. Or Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the Dabod Golf Pod. that's dis- Masters week next week.
1: Let's Ooh, go. it's a big week. It's a big week. And uh, that Discord link will be in the episode description down below. Or if you're listening on audio, it'll be there, just not below. You know what I mean. Ferg Friday coming up, we talk all things football. But first, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that looks and tastes like a candy bar with a ton of different flavors. They are delicious. And you've got to try the new Built Puffs. I know the name sounds a little ant, eh, but you, you got to check it out. They're these marshmallowy. Protein-infused marshmallows, and they're delicious. They're all covered 100% in chocolate, and they're delicious. They're so, so good. All these bars are around 130 calories, less than 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. You're missing out if you aren't trying these things. Go to Built.com. Use promo code lock 15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code lock 15 for 15% off. That is at Built.com. All right, time now for a little Ferg or Friday as Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer joins us. And I think you nailed it when you talked about Auburn fans' favorite position group, when you talked about the tight end and just the depth. And an interesting angle that you took that I I guess I knew, I, I just didn't really think about was the versatility. That they all bring, Mm -hmm. you know, how John Samuel Shanker lined up in different places, more than just in the slot, but also in the backfield as well. Some at wide out. How important is that for some of the younger guys that are eventually going to take John Samuel Shanker's role after this upcoming season, like a Mike O'Reilly Ducker or, or somebody like that?
0: Yeah, it's important because that's how you get on the field. That's how you get on the field in this offense. Um, you know, John Samuel Shanker played more snaps than any other skill position player for Auburn last season. Only three offensive linemen played more snaps than he did. Um, and, and the big th- thing for that and why he was such a big deal for this offense is because he could move around. You didn't have to replace him. Um, there are some more guys on this team at tight end. They're a little bit more specialist kind of, kind of types, but they're all expanding their role. You saw Luke deal move around. You saw him be more of a receiver towards the end of the year. Uh, Tyler Fromm's been a guy that's that that stepped up a lot and so when you look at a Brandon Frazier or a Mike O'Reilly Ducker or whatever's going on with Landon King like y- you want to be able to kind of pop those guys around move them into different spots because um, this is a team that is going to use a lot of pro style sets they're going to want to go downhill yeah they're going to want to uh, they're going to want to have inline and blocking types of tight ends but when you don't have as many proven threats at wide receiver, you also got to be able to go up and get the ball. Um, you got to be a, you've got to be a force in, in going out for passes. I think John Samuel Shanker is going to be one of Auburn's key guys this year, just getting the ball to him. But I think the tight end position as a whole is going to be that way as well. So when you look at a guy like Riley Ducker, when you look at a guy like Brandon Fraser trying to break out, and and then Landon King splitting time at wide receiver and tight end, you've got to have guys who can do it all uh, because one of the big things for this offense is, you know, even though it plays at a deliberate pace, um, you know, they they rely on their go-to dudes a lot. And that yeah. is going to be a key thing for those guys moving forward.
1: I mean, I feel like Brandon Frazier has been here for forever. And yeah. we haven't really seen him yet. But you know, the first two off seasons that he was here, mm-hmm. there was a lot of excitement. I mean, because there, there's a lot to be excited about when you look at him. I mean, he's, he's a pretty athletic dude that can move well, and he's really, really tall. And it's like, man, that's... You know, that's, that's kind of something that Auburn needs in this offense, but he hasn't been on the field yet. Guys like him in today's age of college football, Ferg, shock me that he hasn't entered the portal yet.
0: Yeah. And and Brad Bedell, uh, earlier this week, when we talked to him said, you know, everyone's asking like, he, he, he knows what the the word is on Brandon Frazier. He said, everybody's sitting there saying like, where's Brandon Frazier? He's like, well, he's here and he's done a really good job in this spring. Um, he, he, Yo, know, he made a point, like, when you go in there and you interview guys, when you interview coaches, there's oftentimes, like, you ask them questions, but then, you know, some guys go in there when, especially a dude like Bedell, who only talks to the media maybe two times a year at the most, a lot of those times they'll go in there with a purpose and say, hey, I want to get this message out there. And him unprompted just said, hey, Brandon Frazier's doing really, really well. Yeah, Um, He is really kind of coming on. So he's a guy that I think is going to be, in the mix we saw Landon King towards the end of the season get in the mix um, deal from also guys that we've that we've seen and I think Frazier's working his way into that spot and honestly like the versatility of that group is big Frazier I mean his size is great he might not be and I think the same thing with Riley Ducker and, and King he might not be like a guy that you can say all right you're our blocking dude you are you're you're gonna go out there and be this guy every single play yeah. Um, he might not be at that point yet in his career but if you're six seven, you can go up and get the football for a position group that does not have very many big wide receivers. Right. That can help out. You you can find ways to get him involved and, and, and out, help out some. And and so um, I think he's just trying to get more into, you know, expanding his role, uh, getting, getting a deeper knowledge of the playbook and, and trying to contribute because I think they're going to need pretty much all these guys to play some sort of role
1: this year. Yeah, I mean, that's something that's so refreshing about this offense, and I think just kind of the scheme that goes into, you know, the mindset of this coaching staff is in the past we have seen a player, it's like, this is your role. This is your specific role. And if you're, yeah. we're going to ask that position to do something else, we'll sub you out and put somebody else in who's their role to do that other thing. And you're starting to see, and you see this in the NFL a ton. I mean, you have to be able to do so many different things in the NFL to, to get on the field, or it's just not worth a roster spot. And I hope... Right that is starting to be developed at some point at Auburn, right? I mean, I think that has mm-hmm. to be the goal. You see it with the tight end position. You see it a little bit with wide receiver. I mean, you saw guys like, you know, that 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 played in different slots throughout the season. Um I don't know if we've really seen it with running back yet, but that's something that I think is easy to get excited about when you look at the squad.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is a this is a staff even though you know, with Brian Harson, he he's never coached in the NFL, but I think he does have a very NFL kind of mindset and mentality right. to a lot of stuff that he does. And and I, obviously, when we say pro style offense, this is part of what what comes into that. But yeah, you have several guys that have either played in the NFL or coached in the NFL on your staff, and so they know what it takes. And Bedell said you know, earlier this week, he's like, if you want to play tight end in the NFL, you got to be able to do everything. You can't right. just be you can't just be a good receiver and you definitely can't just be a good blocker because I mean that there, if if an NFL defense can just take you out of the equation and just say, well, this guy's not going to hurt us at all. Um, that just makes, that just makes life a whole lot tougher for you as an offense. So I think you're trying to get that well-rounded skill uh developed for these tight ends. And um, yeah, I, that's a group that's got stability. It's got experience. It's got depth. Those guys have stayed injury free to this point. Right. Um, that's, that's uh, you know I you're not going to build a championship caliber offense by just being like oh we're awesome at tight end and then like we'll just figure out everything else yeah but uh it, it is a really good piece to have and it can be a difference maker you know once the other other uh, units kind of get in, in line just for Auburn right now it's kind of backwards at this point because the tight ends are really really set you're still trying to figure out your wide receivers and the, of course your quarterback situation right
1: right Justin I'm going to ask for a little accountability here I oh, hope that's okay, okay. put you on the spot here. I am obnoxiously high on Landon King, not just right. as a tight end, but it's like an offensive weapon. Like, right. let him be Kyle Pitts. You know what I mean? Just put him everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I want him at every position possible in 2022. Am I overreacting?
0: No, I think he is your hybrid. I think he is your guy that you you move around. We saw this. You know, the first two weeks of practice, it was like, hey, we're keeping a tight end fidel even said it. it's like i'm not giving him up that easily and then we see him work out uh earlier this week at wide receiver right and then he started playing some tight end as well and you know when we're out the only other for about 20 or 30 minutes and you you see him move around that's like the spot. i'm shocked they, they showed you all that versatile.
1: by the way i'm shocked they showed you that
0: <laughs> well Indy drill if you're gonna if you're gonna work a kid at wide receiver i guess it's like well, this is the time we're working with fair enough yeah but yeah um no he is the big body type of outside guy that auburn does not have and of course you can play him in the slot big slot obviously is, is where you put a lot of these dudes but you don't have you know very many big bodied receivers to go up and get it um so he can do that but he also has that tight end background so that if you need to play him you know if you need to play him in the slot or if you need to play him just at tight end where you can get a matchup problem uh drawn up you can do that as well um you know obviously he came on late last season uh had the big touchdown catch in the Iron Bowl right they're high on his potential um you know people internally are, are pretty excited about what he brings to the table and, and i think auburn fans should be as well because um he is one of those guys that you know they see like okay you have a skill set and you have a body type that we just don't have a lot of and so you might be a tight end because you're not necess- like I think he's a tight end, quote unquote, because he's not necessarily a dude that's going to go out there and run a four four. But mm-hmm. like, he can still bring you a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of you know versatility and a lot of uh, a lot of value even as a wide receiver, even if he's you know if if he isn't pure wide receiver makeup and speed. Right. Um, you can still find a way to use that guy
1: a lot. So I mean, you mentioned Auburn doesn't really have that many big body wide receivers right now. Nope. Do, do they have any? Like, who would you clarify? Like, who would you classify as a big-bodied wide receiver that is able to like start for an SEC football team on this roster?
0: I mean, guys who are able to start. Like, that's the thing. Is like with this group right now. Like, you know, outside of Shed Jackson and maybe even Javarius Johnson, you don't really have a lot of proven commodities, right? Yeah. Like Xavier Capers makes a lot of sense, and if Xavier Capers could emerge as like boom, I'm the you know they. He's got more of that kind of style. Now he's but not capers six, made,
1: five. Capers made sense last year too, though, right? Right, and he did
0: not. We like, didn't see him. Yeah. I yeah. think there's there's some other like like some other guys in this on uh, this roster. It's just it didn't quite click with the coaching change. Yeah, you know, in the new system, you know, it it's not the same for everybody, right? Some guys boom they take off, and then other guys it takes a little bit a while longer. It doesn't mean you write them off. It doesn't mean you give up on them. But I think for a guy like Xavier on Capers, like he is that dude. When you go watch practice. Xavier Capers looks so much bigger than everybody else at wide receiver, except for, when except for when Landon's around. Um, just because, I mean, like Auburn's experience and Auburn's upside, even a guy like Tavares Dawson, like guys that you can be really excited about, they're more on the smaller end. And this was the thing with Auburn last year too, right? Like it was like, okay, who's going to be the Seth Williams? You didn't really have one. You didn't really kind of see one. Yeah. Elijah Canyon didn't really emerge as that guy. Zavion Capers didn't kind of click as that guy for the moment. But you know it's year two, and like so, you're doing all this stuff this year with these receivers. And even though there's not a lot of depth and there's not a lot of experience there, and that's an issue, you you're you're going through spring practice right now, and you're not having to do the same stuff you did last year, right? right. Every coach who t- you've talked to this offseason said, uh, especially the guys who have come back, and said, you know what, we're not having to rerun all this all all this stuff you feel like the developments happen at a little bit of a quicker rate because guys have that foundation. Yeah. So I would expect some second-year guys, second years in this system, to kind of pop this year that we might not have necessarily seen last year because it just doesn't – the light doesn't come on for everybody as quickly in these new offenses uh, or defenses as as it is. I mean, it's not a widespread thing. Everybody's at their own individual path and their own individual timeline.
1: Right. What else do we need to see for the Auburn Tigers before A-Day approaches next weekend? We talk about that with Justin in just a moment. But hey, after months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the Final Four, and I cannot wait to watch the Final Four tomorrow. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all betting needs and sports info. From the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it, BetOnline has it. So, don't go into the Final Four viewing session without being ready to get in on the action. And you can do all that at Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So, don't wait. Find
0: Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Justin Ferguson, before we jump into what else Auburn needs to accomplish this spring, how can folks support you and, and see all of, the, all of the great content you have at the, uh, at the Auburn Observer?
0: Yeah, auburnobserver.com, $6 a month or $60 a year. We've got newsletters, we've got podcasts, Auburn football, Auburn basketball, a uh, whole lot of stuff going on uh, r- right now with uh, spring practice and the basketball roster off season. All the all the drama there. Yeah. Um, Mail bags, uh, you know, in depth dives uh, onto a lot of stuff. And we're kind of in off season mode right now, so we're trying to uh, I'm trying to get back into the swing of doing some of that stuff again. Sure. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Auburnobserver.com. Um, what we do, uh, everything we do, gets sent to your email inbox once you sign up. Um, whether it's a newsletter or a podcast.
1: Yep. Yep. You do a fantastic job, man. Seriously. So Thank you. Uh, what else does Auburn need to find out before a day approaches this next Saturday? Cause I mean the, the biggest questions going into it was offensive line, mm-hmm. which a lot of the starters are injured. So I don't know how much you can right. figure out in the next week. And then yeah. the quarterback play, it's like, well, you know, Calzada is limited. He's getting some reps, but we're not going to see him in a day. So like, what, in your mind, what do we need to do with these this this well, we got three more practices before eight a What does Auburn need to look for?
0: I think they would like to have some sort of understanding of like maybe not a pecking order, but like just kind of the order like, all right, here's the guys we think are gonna be the top ones at wide receiver. Here, here's maybe are we getting some separation there, some more clearly defined roles at that point. You're not gonna find anything out about quarterback just because not everybody's a hundred percent Zach is not a hundred percent you know it's it's you were never going to get a whole lot of info from your quarterbacks in spring ball offensive line's a different animal because it's like everybody's back and like that's probably your that's your basis like i don't see i don't see somebody coming in and really shaking up the like oh wow this guy we didn't expect him to start like and then those guys are trying to so this year this this spring was a lot about kind of hey building depth for the future there um you know, maybe just kind of some 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 solid play from your linebackers. I think is another one. Just with Owen Papo out, you got Cam Riley and and you've got uh you've got West Steiner. But then like you know, is Eugene Asante is he like ready to ready to kind of contribute right now? Joko Willis and uh Des Tisdall, and you know th- those guys have had a lot of eyeballs on them this spring because um because Owen has been out. I think it's just been the case for this spring is the where, you know, the position groups where there have been guys who are out. um, It's been a good opportunity to say, Hey, let's start figuring out who some of the two deep is. Let's start figuring out who we can rely on. Secondary has been a big spot for that. And then it's just like, you know, uh, for some of these other spots, it's kind of been as business as usual. So it's just getting the foundation and kind of moving forward. So it's just, I, you know, I don't know if there's necessarily a big thing they need to get before uh, 8A because I think it's just, you know, spring practice has kind of been like, hey, you're not going to get a ton of answers, but this is more about development and, and, and getting guys ready for the future. Or in, in the case of some of these spots, we got to find out what that next wave looks like for the fall.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this is just you got to get as much information as you can to where you don't waste any time. In the fall, because I mean, the fall, I mean, it's just right, so right, limited yeah. because you got to do balance, mm-hmm. you know, finalizing mm-hmm. your depth chart. And then it's like, okay, these are the these are the guys we need to pour all of the information into and make sure they're ready for the season. And so right. um, whether it's the quarterback battles or the offensive line battles or the wide receiver battles, whatever it may be, like they, they got to be ready. They got to be ready for it. And so I, I don't fully know what all that's going to look like because we haven't really seen a lot of this. I mean, Brian yeah. Harsin didn't really change a whole lot of, you know, the starters from, you know, the the regime he took over, but that will be different this year. So I, I don't know how quick yeah. it's going to be for him to, you know, call the quarterback battle one way or the other or anything like that.
0: Yeah, I think I think not having Calzada 100% just changes a lot of that. Because, like, maybe you could say at the end of spring ball, kind of like what they, what Gus did a couple of years ago where it's like, okay, we have our two that we're, we're trying to sort out. right. Even then, even then, I don't know if you have that. Like, you might be able to say, you know, Holden Garner is not going to start for you this year just because he's a true freshman. There's more experience ahead of him, but like, even then, it's like, you know, what's the value of that, <laughs> right? Just keep the guy engaged, keep the guy plugged in. Yeah. Um. At the, at this point, and and make sure it's kind of wide open. Yeah, I think it's just this offseason or this spring ball has been like, all right, who is it at? Who is behind the top guys in the secondary? who is going to step up with with Owen uh, at linebacker right. um you know what are you seeing from some of these new guys on the line of scrimmage and are they going to be ready to go once some of these older guys are gone and then it's just like uh, wide receiver and running back or wide receiver is just like you know uh, all hands on deck just try to let's just let's just try to find some separation so maybe that's kind of the big one i think that might be the big thing i'm looking at the most going into 8 days okay like who are the who are the go-to guys at wide receiver? Have they found go-to guys at wide receiver yet? And what does that kind of look like moving forward?
1: But in your mind, how much of the wide receiver situation depends on the quarterback, or do you think it? Do you think they're separate?
0: I think they're separate. Okay. I think you're I think you know. I, I think no matter who your quarterback is at this point, they're all kind of the same kind of style.
1: Fair. So like, sure. it's
0: not like it's not like you know. At one point, it was you know maybe Demetrius Davis gets it, and like you have more of that kind of dual threat style. At this point, all these guys are going to be dudes who are going to stand in the pocket. Now they're going to be mobile. All of it. Finley, uh, you know, Robbie Ashford and, and, and Calzada, both of those guys, all three of those guys can move Mm -hmm. and like manipulate the pocket and, and, and scramble when necessary. But this is going to be a pro style offense with a more of a pro style quarterback. Um, So I just like whoever it is, whoever it's going to be. I mean, all those dudes got to get ready for all those guys. Cause I also think there's a situation this year where they have a starter but it may not necessarily be like super awesome from the beginning. they might have to go to another guy at some point. I mean, we saw it last year injuries happen. Um, so yeah, I just think with the wide receiver spot, like you, you just got to get your dudes ready. Right. Right.
1: Justin, thank you so much for your time, brother. How can folks one more time support you and find all of your stuff?
0: Yeah. Let's see if I can do a better ad read this time. Uh, dot $6 a month, or $60 a year. Uh, a lot of newsletters and podcasts on Auburn football and men's basketball, um, mailbag, this weekend at some point. Cool. (laughs) I know All all kinds
1: of stuff. All kinds of stuff at Auburn Observer. It's been busy. It's been a busy week. Dot com. No, there's no question about it, man. There's no question about it. Hey, we'll be back on Monday to recap everything that happened over the weekend right here on Locked On Auburn.
0: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.